Over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. It's time for the Chicago Blackhawks postgame show on the Blackhawks Radio Network. Here's Joe Brand. Ten games into the Blackhawks season, the most important word has probably been response. And tonight they showed what type of response they had. After a rough loss on Monday, they come back and they take down the Florida Panthers, a big 5-2 winner here at the United Center. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks postgame show on 720 WGN. We're joined with Troy Murray. We're also joined with Mackenzie Whistle, who just popped in after a fresh Blackhawks victory, 5-2. And Mackenzie, Nick Foligno said after Monday's game that it was probably good that this team had five days to chew on that loss. Did you guys feel that before heading into tonight? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously it was a uh, tough one out there in Arizona. Um, I didn't think we, I mean, obviously we didn't play our best game. Um, you know, I thought we started well there, and then it just, uh, you know, they got a lot of good bounces, and, and uh, you know, we just kind of couldn't control our game. So, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, we had a lot of time to kind of sit on it, Watch some video. Um, good, good uh, couple of days of practice, um, you know. And and I thought we kind of cleaned uh, cleaned things up for the majority of that game, but uh, tonight. So uh, you know, it was nice to get the win, um, and uh, you know, nice to get our first home win at, at home in front of our fans. Mackenzie, we're gonna head upstairs and bring in Troy Murray. Great first period. What changed in the second period for you guys in that one? Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, like you said, it was an awesome, good, uh, awesome first period. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's easy, um, you know. I, I mean, it's it's kind of for us. It's it's not, you know. It, there's no excuses, but um, you know, I think it's easy to play um, when you're down. I think, you know, it's you're kind of risking um, more, and and uh, you know, I think for us, we got to find a way to kind of play with the lead better. Um, you know, obviously we knew they were going to push in second, and uh, we just kind of had to manage it. And, and um, you know, I didn't think we did a great job at it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Mirazik was there for us. Um, and, uh, you know, I think good teams in this league, um, you know, what, what makes them so good is they play, you know, a full 60 minutes. And, and uh, you know, obviously we're still trying to get there. Um, you know, but like I said, there's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good blocks, a lot of good uh, um, saves from Mirazik to keep us in it there. And, and uh, you know, I thought in the third period, yeah, they got two. Um, you know, one was, one was definitely my fault. But, um, you know, I, like I said, we stuck with it, and, and uh, it was great. Yeah, how much of a confidence boost is it that you guys do close out that third period? Because Florida's a team that can be very resilient. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you know that fire, their firepower on that team. So, um, you yeah, know, it was great, great to close it out there. Um, you know, like I said, a couple big blocks, a couple big saves, a couple big uh, penalty kills, and and uh, you know, ultimately we got the job done. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't think it was pretty, but we got the two points. You're getting a lot of responsibility in, in key situations. The coach, uh, Luke Richardson, uh, finding confidence in, in uh, your play, not only yours, but your line with uh, Ryan Donato and Corey Perry. How important was it for you guys to have that responsibility, accept it, and excel in it? Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously you want to you want to earn trust in your coach, you want to earn trust in your players, um, and obviously your line mates, and I think, uh, you know, obviously tonight was our first uh, first time together. I played with uh, Donato a couple times, um, but, you know, they're, they're you know, pairs. Um, you know, he's, he's around the net, he's, he's playing gritty, um, he's always uh, he's always an out behind the net for us, so, um, you know, we're, we're all similar type of players where we use our size down low, and, and once we get it below the, uh, below the uh, you know, their, their circles, um, below their goal line um you know we kind of get things done so um you know if if we can 
uh, keep playing that way, um, you know, I think good things are going to happen. What about the return for Taylor Hall? He was brought in here for so many reasons. What kind of a lift was he today? Yeah, Halsey, Halsey's been great, not only, um, you know, on the ice, but off the ice as well. He's, he's uh, you know, he's he's a true NHL player. He's a, he's a you know, you can tell that he uh, he handles himself well. He's a true true professional, um, you know, and, and for me, um, you know, I've, I've kind of, been trying to take little things from his game um like i said not only on the ice but off the ice how he uh how he handles himself but yeah no for him to come back um you know he's kind of been banged up for a little bit and um you know for him to come back and, and have a game like he did tonight was was amazing and and i'm happy that he got his first one um you know at, at home for us i want to talk a little bit about Corey perry you, you mentioned his name there and you're playing on a line with him tonight it, he brings everybody into the equation during the game, whether it's on the bench, keeping everything alive, chirping, whatever he needs to do. But on the ice, you know, he's always in the faces and he's, he's an agitator, obviously. So that brings everybody in the equation. I, I saw a couple times there, and I think you got uh, hooked up with uh, Ryan Lomborg um, when Corey Perry was in the corner there. You know that when he's out on the ice uh, that you're going to be involved in something. And I think that's pretty cool, and it keeps everybody involved into the game. You know what? Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. Um, yeah, like you said, he's he's always in there. He's always uh, he's always doing something. He's always he's saying something. He's he's got his gloves off one shift. He's got his gloves on the next. He's um, you know he's yelling. He's standing on the bench. But yeah, like you said, it brings everyone in it. Um, when he's in there, everyone's in there. So um, it kind of gets you involved in the game early. And um, you know, as as uh, as one of his line mates, it's it's great. So um, you know, for me, that's kind of what drives my game is is um, you know getting getting into it early, getting uh, bumps, getting. And, you know, in guys' faces, and, and I think that kind of makes your uh, makes your game excel, and, and kind of like you said, you're, you're getting into the game for sure. You said you've picked up things from guys like Hall and Perry. I mean, Felino, Donato. What what specific things have you picked up from those new guys here? Yeah, just just how they, um, you know, like I said, not only manage themselves off the ice as as, as humans, um, as people, but um, you know, I think uh, on the ice they they just. Yeah, you look at Paris. Paris always makes, for the majority, 99% of the time, he's always making the right play. Um, and uh, whether that's, whether we talk, we always talk about, uh, you know, our, our defensive zone and, and getting pucks um, out at our blue lines. That's a that's a tough skill um, when, when you got D pinching on you. Um, and, and he's always kind of making the right plays. He's talking. He's always, um, you know, making guys around, uh, you know, as a line mate, he's, he's always making sure that everyone knows where everyone is. He's always yelling. He's always talking. So it makes it easy to play. Um, and uh, yeah, like I said, off the ice, they're they're always in the gym. They're always, um, you know, being being professionals. They're watching video. They're trying to get you know their line to to excel at the the top of their game. And and um, you know, they just want everyone uh, everyone's best, and they and they expect everyone's best. So um, you know, I think that's why they've been on winning teams. They won Stanley Cups. Um, and uh, you know, for for a young guy, it's it's kind of cool to kind of take those things in and, and see how they uh, go about their everyday life at the rink. You know, Mackenzie, you know, I had a conversation out in Arizona. You were just talking about how much fun you're having with this group of guys. And when you see a guy like Zaitsev come in the lineup, hasn't played a whole lot, score a goal, how important is that for you guys to have everybody included? How cool is it to have Zaitsev come in the lineup and score the first goal by a defenseman this season and uh, his, sec his uh, uh, first of the year uh, with the Blackhawks? 
Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Um, you know, I, uh, like you said, it is a 23-man roster, and uh, you know, to have everyone going, um, and, and when you sit out a couple games, and then um, you know, you see Z come in, and, and uh, you know, he scores, and, and he plays a great game for us. It's it's uh, it's hard. It's it's awesome, and I think it's hard as a player. You know, when you're you're sitting out, and and uh, you get put back in, and sometimes it's hard to get your kind of you know, kind of get your feet wet. It's it's too hard of a league to. to you know, uh, ease into the game, and and I thought Z was awesome for us tonight. It, it was great, like you said, he's the first uh, first team in to get a goal, and um, you know, uh, for for all twenty three guys to be going is is uh, is awesome. And whoever's in there is is in there, and and uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna uh, play for that logo on the front, and uh, you know, I, I mean that's cliche, but um, you know, that's a that's a big thing going around our, our locker room, sticking together and and uh, playing together, and and it's been fun so far. Real quick turnaround for you guys. What's the key to keeping that momentum tomorrow? Yeah, um, obviously New Jersey is a great team. Um, they're they're fast. They're um, they are uh, you know they can they can play. Uh, sorry, I can hear someone in the mic, uh, dude. You're doing a great job. I don't know how you're working through all this, no. but you're you're a pro at this already. No, it's all good. I mean, um, yeah, like I said, they're they're a great team. Um, we know that coming in, and they got a lot of speed. It's going to be important for us to stay above their their speed um, and kind of make them play on the outside and, and try. To, you know, obviously their their top players are, are probably going to get some chances, but it's a matter of limiting them. And um, you know, I thought we did even tonight. I thought we did a great job limiting Barkov and, and those guys. Those guys are great players. They're going to get looks, and and that's the same thing we have to. That's the same mentality we have to have uh, going into tomorrow. Just just staying above those guys and, and uh, kind of making it frustrating for them to play against us. Mackenzie, great win. Thanks so much for joining us. Again, you are a pro. You're always one of the best quotes, and I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here. We really appreciate the insight that you bring. Yeah, anytime, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Congratulations. We'll talk to you later. Thanks. Yeah, have a good one. That is Mackenzie Entwistle after the Blackhawks take down the Florida Panthers, a 5-2 winner here from the United Center. And uh, Troy, you and John started talking about it, about the start that this team had. Uh, taking down Florida, who maybe came here not ready to to take on what what the Hawks were ready to bring to them, and that just goes to show you, yeah, how important a full sixty minutes are, but really goes to show how important a good start is for this team, especially on home ice. And they definitely brought it today. The league is so good that you're if you're not prepared to play uh, sixty minutes, it's going to be a tough, and you're going to have ebbs and flows during the game. You're going to have momentum. The other team's going to have momentum. But, boy, everything can really kind of fester in the first period if you're not ready to play. And I thought the Blackhawks were really good in that first period. You and I talked about it. Maybe their best overall first period of the season. In my mind, I mean, they just shut Florida down. Maybe Florida wasn't at their best. Maybe they weren't prepared to play, but that's their fault. And then they had to battle back. I mean, you, you know, you, you just need to have a good start in this league. It's so tough to come from behind. Uh, you know, everything is so good. Those those points at the end of the season, you know, may come back to haunt Florida. And for the Blackhawks to be prepared, you would think that Florida, with a veteran coach like Paul Marie, certainly not his fault, but the players would think, okay, they they got beat eight to one. They've had a couple good days here. You know, we got to be ready for this one. And it was the the last of a three game road trip. They played at Boston. They played at Detroit. Um, coming into this one, so really no excuses that they weren't ready. But for the Blackhawks. You know, they were ready to go right off the opening face-off. I thought that they played great. Their positioning was excellent. They managed the puck well. They scored three goals. So it just shows you how important it is to be ready to play these games. Anybody in the NHL can beat any other team, whether you're at the top, whether you're at the bottom. If you're not ready to play in this league for 60 minutes, you're going to find yourself in a lot of trouble. And the Hawks, I thought, were great, especially to start. And then, obviously, they just battled hard and hung on and great goaltending. This might be an elementary question. Uh, I, I noticed it towards the end of the game. 
the Hawks are, or I'm sorry, Florida is favored five on four uh, with the uh, coincidental penalties. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Florida's got the man advantage five on four. And then it goes to six on five, like in a switch, because Florida pulls the goalie. Uh, that's what it was. It was the coincidental penalties, and then it goes to six on five because the guy comes out of the box. How how much of a challenge is that to to switch like that on a dime? Is that a challenge really, or or is it just something that you you, you go through the motions and you pretty much just are able to adjust? No, you, you, I mean it's 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 not a hard adjustment, but you have to realize when the guy comes out of the box and the responsibility. You know, four on four, you've got two forwards, you've got two defensemen. And it just happened that Kaiser is a defenseman, and he was in the box with the uh, the minor penalty for holding the stick, and then um, Lundell got the cross-checking. So those are the coincidental minor penalties. So Kaiser's job when he comes onto the ice is go right to the middle of the, the slot area, and he actually has to play as, as the low forward. Trust the other wingers to play out high. Everybody knows this situation, so it, it's not a big adjustment. You're basically killing a penalty because it's five on four with the goaltender on the bench. They've got the extra attacker. So now all of a sudden it changes to six on five, and the responsibility again is just for Kaiser to go right to the middle of the ice. Now you've got your five-man unit out there, and it's not a big adjustment, but there has to be communication to know that, okay, we've got five guys on the ice now. When Kaiser's coming on the ice talking you know what you know we're here we're five whatever it is whatever you're talking about you just have to make sure that everybody's aware that the situation has changed but it's not a it's not a huge adjustment okay but the constant communication that that makes sense and thank you for making me seem less clueless um with that question i, I no, know but I it's, a, it's it. a legitimate question and there you know if they if you come out there and kaiser doesn't know what he's supposed to do then everybody should know this situation because it happens all the time it's the same thing as just coming out of the penalty box you want to go to the middle of the ice area and then sort things out from there i thought the blackhawks did actually a pretty good job of keeping florida to the outside and protecting the middle of the ice as, as good as they could because florida wants to play in the middle of the ice they don't they're not a perimeter team you look at New Jersey coming in. They're a team off the rush. They're a team that has speed for the perimeter. Arizona plays more on the perimeter. Uh, this is a team that plays in the middle of the ice. So the Blackhawks did a decent job of forcing them to the outside. So when Kaiser comes in there, just go right to the slot area. You've got five guys. You, you know your structure. And it's the same thing as, as now, that, you know, the goaltender's pulling a six on five. So it's not anything that's, you know, out of the, the equation as far as what they know what they need to do on the ice. Yeah, and you saw how dangerous Florida can be with Kachuk in the middle or uh, right on top of the net and nearly snuck it in more than once tonight. So Yeah, there was there was a lot of close calls. There was one that uh, just rolled by the post that kind of came out of Mrazek and just missed the post. I mean, that would have made it interesting because I think there's maybe a minute and a half around that area uh, left in the game. And um, if that goes in, you've got uh, chaos coming up for the last 90 seconds. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But they held it out. All right, Troy, this one was fun. You got your uh, your cot all ready. You got your teddy bear and uh, maybe a nightcap and ready to just uh, s- 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 drift off to sleep tonight before tomorrow's game? Uh, yeah, I wish. But uh, <laughs> it'll be a quick turnaround for the players, quick turnaround for us. All right, we're ready for it, though. We are. All right, Troy, great stuff. Thanks, as always, and talk to you tomorrow. You bet, Joe.
All righty. That is Troy Murray. He and John Weideman on the call tonight as the Hawks take down the Florida Panthers 5-2. to two. Big thanks to Troy for bearing with me as I was trying to uh, just land the plane on my question. But, yeah, it was just something I, I, I kind of noticed because, you know, you work on the power play, you work on the penalty kill, you work on the man advantage, you work on the two-man advantage, but then... You know, you work on the transitioning from going to five on four to five on five or four on five to five on five. But it's not that often that it it gets flipped on its head like that to five on four to six on five. So I was curious. Um, So I appreciate Troy's insight there and not making me feel more dumb than I was um, by posing that question. 312-981-7200. 312-981-7200. If you would like to ask an intelligent question, unlike me, but uh, we've got texts already. We've got no calls at the moment, but it uh, looks like some people were trying to call in but couldn't get through, so please try again. 312-981-7200. Listen, this was a fun win. This was a good game. This was a great response and a great start. And I know the last four days have kind of, or last four games, I should say, have just kind of gone so back and forth of what a great win and what a rough loss. But listen, this team is young, or at least the half of the roster is, and uh, these inconsistencies are, are just going to happen. And a clip we used from Nick Felino in the pregame show was talking about how well you got to earn that consistency. Consistency isn't consistency isn't something that just happens. It it is a trait. It is something that you work towards and you build towards, and and helps you win. It's it's like a skill. So. Um, that's going to take some time, and hopefully today is an opportunity for the Hawks to get that ball rolling, to get more momentum in on the consistency side of things, because tonight was a great game, and again, it showed what this team is capable of. Uh, Florida played great in the final 40 minutes. The Hawks did catch some breaks, but also they made a lot of their own breaks, and they, they deserved this win, and uh, they, they just beat a very good team at home. So um, we'll see what the response, like I mentioned, big part of this team right now. We'll see what the response is like tomorrow against the New Jersey Devils. But we will get to your calls and your texts after this break. Again, 312-981-7200. Good Hawks win. Let's talk about it on the Blackhawks postgame show, 720 WGN. Picked off by Tyler Johnson to Jason Dickinson to Taylor Hall flying in over the Panther line. He shoots a score! Taylor Hall! He let it rip from the left wing circle and this got through the goaltender Stolarz. And for Taylor Hall, that's his first goal as a Blackhawk. Makes the score 3-0 Hawks. We could give our player with the most heart to probably anyone on the Hawks roster tonight. But we'll go ahead and give it to Taylor Hall and our player of the game with the most heart is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine. Northwestern Medicine is home to the state's leading heart and vascular program, top ranked for 16 straight years by U.S. News and World Report. That goal by Taylor Hall put the Hawks ahead 3-2, it actually, or 3 nothing. excuse me. It actually ended up being the game winner, but it what it did was it really separated the Hawks in that first period. They were already dominating that period against Florida, but that one really uh, separated themselves from the Panthers. I'm Joe Brand. This is the Blackhawks Post Game Show. We're taking you up to 10:30 tonight as we recap one of the better wins on the year. Well, it's win number four, but uh, definitely a good response, a great start, and a great win against the Florida Panthers. We're taking your calls and your texts. 312-981-7200. Ray is in Oak Lawn, and Ray wants to talk about Nick Felino and Corey Perry. Go ahead, Ray. Hey, I just want to you know give some love to Kyle Davidson. Uh, signing two great moves uh, for a young team, Felino and uh, I mean them 
Terry, them two guys are just stabilizing this young team. You could see them on the bench talking to the guys, stabilizing it. Uh, yeah, I got a bunch of guys over here in Oklahoma We're having a bonfire watching the game and just having a good time tonight. I remember uh, the bonfire from Ray in Oakland. Hey, Ray, re- uh, let me ask, were you a fan of the Corey Perry signing in the off season when you first heard the news? I was one of the few that was. A lot of my buddies weren't. Oh, I hate this guy, but I love him on our team. What do you think? That's what a lot of people are saying. Ray, thank you very much. <laughs> Don't be a stranger. All right. All right. All right. Take it easy. That is that is Ray in Oakland. Again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. Uh, John is in Elburn, but he was at the game tonight, and the lines were awesome, says John. I'm guessing you're talking about the offensive lines, not the lines for the bathrooms. I am. I am, Joe. And uh, first I'd like to say thanks for your humbleness on the uh, question earlier. <laughs> well, hey, hey, uh, they can't all be uh, uh, Picasso Stellar. murals. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. But yeah, I uh, no, I thought the uh, the way he set up the lines tonight, Richardson set up the lines tonight was uh, was really really good. He uh, matched up with uh, with the Panthers pretty well, and uh, just uh, I mean that's the way to come out of the gate, isn't it? Yeah, no, I think so. I think also it's just this was an example of the entire team putting their best effort forth. I mean, nobody really had a bad game tonight. And uh, unfortunately, that is what it's going to take to win a lot of these games with this roster. But you got to give credit when everyone is pulling their weight, and they definitely did. And and also, I mean, good on Luke Richardson for sticking with that top line with Nick Foligno, Connor Bedard, and Philip Kurashev. I mean, Taylor exactly. Hall came back yeah. tonight, and, and he didn't switch them up. So, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you, John. I was I was a fan of the lines. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know what? I, I might have uh, destroyed the shutout because I said I wanted to hear Sweet Home Chicago tonight. <laughs> hey, that's all right. I, I, I'm not I'm not a believer in the jinxes, but I, I appreciate you uh, taking one for the team, kind of like I did with the questions on the postgame. Yeah, show. exactly. Yeah, me and you, buddy. All right, what's up there, man? It was a great game. All right, John. Drive safe, okay? All right. Cheers, bud. See you next all time. Right. Sounds good. That is John. He is driving home from the game. Again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. I want to get to a few of these texts. One person asking about Lucas Reichel. I do want to get to that in just a moment. But really quick, our our buddy Leo from Albuquerque. Huge win for morale. Goalies get ignored. Mrazic was solid. Can't wait to see a game in person for my birthday on November 16th. Hey, that's pretty cool. Let's see. They're hosting the Tampa Bay Lightning on the 16th. Great, Leo. We always hear from you. Hope you have a great time at the UC. Uh, Hey, Joe, this is Adam from Romeoville. So happy to see this bounce back win. The energy was good and seemed ready to play. Mrazic was great, over 40 saves. Do you think they should still attack once they go up 4 to nothing? because they seem to sit back on... Uh, a little typo there. But um, I, I don't think it was so much of the Blackhawks sitting back in the second period. I think Florida just didn't have the strongest start. I mean, I think they finally found their stride in the second period. Florida's a very good team. They're a very strong, offensive, uh, lethal team. And they finally got their rhythm going in the second period. you got to give credit to the Hawks for the, the start that they had, but... I, d- I don't think it was the Hawks kind of letting up. And we even were talking with Mackenzie Entwistle, and he said we got to get better at playing with a lead. I-, I remember this being an issue last year where the Hawks, in a couple of games, they had a big three-goal lead or so, and, and they would cough it up. And then all of a sudden, you're, you're kind of fighting for your life towards the end of the game because 
it it is a team on paper that should be better than the Hawks, gaining momentum and gaining confidence, and then all of a sudden, it's a one goal game, and you know we saw some rough endings. I think it was the Dallas game last year. The Hawks coughed up a four goal lead. Um, we don't need to go down that road, but th- these tough competitions are still continuing. I mean, Florida is another team on this start to the year that we were saying, man, the Hawks really don't get a breather on their schedule. They kind of did with Arizona, but we went down that road already, how Arizona is better than uh, what a lot of people are expecting them to be this year. That doesn't excuse the Hawks' performance in that game, but how it can play mind games. Um, Tonight was a great response, just like the win against Vegas was. Tomorrow is going to be interesting. Tomorrow is against a very good team in the New Jersey Devils. It doesn't look like Jack Hughes will be here, but it's still a very good, young, fast team with a good offense. But they're playing on a back-to-back. The Hawks are going to have a quick turnaround. It'll be in the home building, luckily, and should be another fun night here at the United Center. But but that response will be interesting as well. And again, it, it's kind of frustrating that these last few games have been so extreme. It was the win of the year against Vegas, the loss of the year against the Arizona Coyotes. And now this win is a lot more reassuring with a a big victory against the Florida Panthers. But again, you can't just take these three games and say this is the Blackhawks. I I was talking to Luke Richardson before the game today and asked what is this team's identity? Can you put an identity on this team right now? And and he really couldn't. And, And that makes sense because not only are they a young team, but there are so many different pieces now with the Corey Perry's, Nick Foligno's, uh, Ryan Donato's and Taylor Hall's. And and going back to the first call we had about he wanted to give credit to Kyle Davidson. Yes, I'm on that train as well. But give credit to Luke Richardson too because I, I do think, I don't know for a fact, but I highly think that Luke Richardson was a big advocate for bringing Corey Perry here because he was his coach in Montreal. Um, Nick Felino as well. I know Felino was the trade with Taylor Hall uh, bringing both of them over here, but Luke Richardson has to be in Kyle Davidson's ear about why those players, why those personalities and those players serving those roles can help this team. Again, it's a very unique situation with where the Hawks are right now in their organization. It's it's not just a traditional rebuild. It's year two of a rebuild with this generational talent in Connor Bedard. And how about that? I mean, it is 10-10 we still got 20 minutes left on the postgame show, but we've been going for about 20, 30 minutes, and we really haven't even talked about Connor Bedard, who scored his fifth goal of the season. It, it should be his fifth. It should be his fifth straight game with a goal. But that shot, and I'm not kidding. I, I brought it up with Troy in the second intermission. Troy's look to me when Bedard scores that goal. It wasn't a celebration. It, it wasn't even a while. It was just like, are you kidding me? Because he is one of the only guys that can pull off something like that. It's the deception of his shot. It's it's making the goaltender think it's going to go one way and it goes the other. And and like Troy said, it wasn't it wasn't a true breakaway. He had that small window to let the puck off his stick, and he found the right time to do it, and he succeeded with it. And I got to say, the celebration was a lot of fun too. Um, If you haven't seen that goal, highly recommend checking it out because those are the types of things that he is able to do right now at the NHL level. There's still going to be growing pains. There's still going to be things he's got to learn. But that, that can work in the NHL. And it obviously is. 
and he's still leading the Hawks now with five goals on the season. Let's see, does he take the lead with seven points? i, I got to see if Corey Perry did um, pick up a point tonight, and he did. So he and Corey Perry both with seven points. And yeah, I, I think that's the case too. Peter Mrazek did not earn a star tonight. I don't know how that happened. Um, he had 19 saves in the second period. Florida was coming out hot in that second period, and somehow... Peter Mrazek just kept his team in front. Yeah, Taylor Hall, Connor Bedard, and Philip Kurashev, your three stars. Not taking any away, anything away from them whatsoever, but uh, Peter Mrazek definitely deserves to get recognized tonight. Um, we got to take another break. I want to get to uh, a text about Lucas Reichel. Um, definitely want to talk about his game tonight. I thought we saw some great things, and I think we saw some things that we've seen in the past from him. And hopefully we'll see more in the future. That and more. Again, join us. 312-981-7200. Call, text, tweet at me. I'm at Joe underscore brand one. Big Hawks win. We're talking about it here on 720 WGN. It's chipped out by Kirsch at the center ice to Bedard. Over the Panther line down the left wing. Shoot, he scores! Number five on the season for Connor Bedard. Got plenty of room in the left wing circle. And he beat the goaltender Stolarz low to the sixth side. This game had everything. A 5-2 winner over the Florida Panthers. A great response after a rough loss. And even a Connor Bedard goal. His fifth of the year, as you heard John Wideman talking about it here at the United Center. And again, the Hawks are right back here at home tomorrow night hosting the New Jersey Devils. 6 o'clock puck drop. Almost said first pitch. 6 o'clock puck drop, 5.30 pregame show right here on 720 WGN. I'm Joe Brand. We're taking the postgame show up to 10.30 tonight. I uh, want to get to a Lucas Reichel mention in the text line. And again, 312-981-7200. You can call or you could text. Um, I can't find it exactly right now, but they were basically asking if I thought that this was... Here it is. Second thing, I'm not just saying this because he notched his first point of the year tonight, but would you say this was Reichel's best game of the year so far? I thought he looked way more confident out there and was noticeable tonight. Would you agree, and are you happy to see him move back to the wing? Great to see Lucas get on the board. Listen, I think the best-case scenario is Lucas Reichel becomes a great center. I I don't want to say... I'm happy he's back on the wing. I I am happy to see him find the score sheet because I do think he's a very talented and electric offensive player. He had a great move tonight where he had the breakaway and he just made one of the Florida Panthers players look silly. Uh, He just goes through the legs twice, as John Weideman said, Dennis Savard-esque, the move that he put on him. We saw that a few times in training camp. I remember seeing it twice, maybe three times in one game in a scrimmage during training camp. And I know a scrimmage is a scrimmage. Um, but he, he did show those flashes in training camp and did put up points in training camp, too, at the center position. I know this has been a hot topic issue, and I still don't really know the right answer to it because I think the Hawks are just trying to be consistent with it. I think they... Listen, at the beginning, they said they envisioned Lucas Reichel as a center. And they envision him to be a productive one. And they told him that's what they want to do with him before the offseason. That's why he bulked up. I mean, gained some weight. That's why he worked on the faceoffs. And he does he does he did bring that trade over. He he did get better at the faceoff circle. Um he said he feels more confident in the defensive zone. I've heard the 
criticism in the past that he probably feels more comfortable at wing because he doesn't have as many responsibilities and he's not the guy that's totally in charge of the line. He can just kind of work on his offensive game and do what he does well and and stick handle and puck handle and and make those flashy moves. So I'm happy to see that. I am. I'm happy to see him succeed in that regard. Um, And I'm not saying that he's eventually going to be a center. I don't know. I don't have that hockey IQ to point out what he should or shouldn't be. But the talent is there. And I, I was happy to see that tonight because you're right. The first nine games were kind of silent offensively. Um, he was generating some chances, but not chances like that. So hopefully this does just get the ball rolling for him. And who knows? Maybe he gets some success at wing, and then they feel confident putting him back at center for a little bit. They try him out there, and then he goes on another roll. I think the other thing is it's okay to be patient here. I, I know because this is still the second year of the rebuild, and Hawks fans are, are eager to to get something, right? Like, Bedard is here. He's doing what we expected him to do. Five goals, ten games, seven points, leading the team, creating great chances, showing off his great shot. These wins are fun. When they're taking down good teams like they have in Pittsburgh, Toronto, Vegas, and now Florida, that is an example of Luke Richardson leading this team in the right direction. So when Lucas Reichel doesn't perform at center right away, it's easy for us to be like, all right, all right, let, let's move him over to wing. Let's 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 fix this. Let's change this. Let's go. But I do think it's okay to be a little bit more patient. And the one sticking point to it all, and I brought this up in the past, is the fact that what if it stunts his confidence? What if it sets him back? by forcing him in that role. I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know if that's a real thing. I don't, And I don't think that that's the case for every single hockey player. So who knows if that's going to be the case for Lucas Reichel. Um, but I do think he's a very confident guy. I, I think he's got a lot of confidence in himself and, and the ability to make it happen. So that's why I wouldn't just close the door on it just yet. Um, but yes, I was very happy to see uh, his offensive performance tonight. So thank you for the text, 773. And again, if you'd like to join us, 312-981-7200. We only got a few more minutes to take your calls and texts. But right now we're going to hear from Taylor Hall, who scored his first goal with the Blackhawks this year. Well, how'd that one feel overall, but especially getting that first goal with these guys? Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, you know, you don't want to let that go too long. Um, it's been a little bit of a unfortunate start to my season, you know, just individually. Um, getting rhythm so it's nice to see a goal go in and and um, you know check that box off and the win more importantly was you know to uh, to get a three nothing lead and to play the way we wanted to I would have loved to see us play with that that jam all night long but they're a good team and and they're they're pretty battle tested so um Overall, we'll, we'll take the two points and, and try and bounce back tomorrow night. How big was Mrazek when the jam wasn't there for you guys? Yeah, I mean, he, he, he reads plays so well as a goalie. He seems to uh, seems to think like a, a shooter or a passer you know, a lot of the time, and he plays very instinctive. And I think when, when he's on, he's, he's really on. You can see that. Um, and he's, he's been really, really good for us this year. It's, it's nice to see. I think that he was, he was maybe battling a, a few nagging things last year, and, and he's healthy right now, and he's playing, playing awesome for us. What works was a high-energy start for you guys. Uh, you had a chance to stew on that last loss a little bit. Did that kind of give you a little extra motivation? Yeah, for sure. You know, you lose by a, 
by seven by a touchdown. It's it's never good. You know, we had a long flight home to think about it. We had a, a few days to digest it and and get to work in practice. And it's nice to see that kind of pay off a little bit. You know, if we would have came out flat and and lethargic, that would have been another thing. But we came out with some with some juice. And like I said, we didn't really sustain that um, as well as we want to. But over the course of this year, hopefully, that's something we get to. What can you say about the bounce back performances that you've gotten after ugly losses this year, like Montreal, Boston here, and then like are you sensing that or like that bad taste in your mouth that you're able to channel that energy in the right way? Yeah, that's important. Um, you know, especially on a team with uh, a lot of players that are growing and, and a lot of younger guys. Um, this league can it can really spiral and it can it can get, go on you pretty quickly if you don't. Um, nip things in the butt and we've we've done a pretty good job of that so far this year so now it's about kind of turning the tide the other way and and getting on winning streaks and and playing consecutive games where where we play well win or lose we feel good about our game taylor hall who scored his first goal with the blackhawks tonight made it three nothing in the hawks five to win over the florida panthers taylor hall andreas athanasiu philip kurishev ryan donato and Connor bedard are the only forwards still under contract with the Hawks for next season. The defensemen are Seth Jones, who's here for quite a while, still seven more years on his contract, I believe. Uh, Connor Murphy is here for another two years. Kevin Korchinski, another two years. And Wyatt Kaiser for another year. That's for our buddy Dexter and Bolingbrook texting and asking about who's here for the future for the Hawks. We've got one more break. When we come back, we'll get you set up for the Hawks' next game against the New Jersey Devils. 5-2 winner over the Florida Panthers. Blackhawks postgame show 720 WGN. Some of the shooting by the Devils have to be a little more accurate. Marino Sanders holds his shot. Didn't get on that the rebound. They score. And it'll be Curtis Lazar. And the Devils are on the board. Lazar's first goal with New Jersey. That is our next game preview, which is sponsored by Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time. That call courtesy of MSG+. Plus, The Devils coming off a 4-1 loss to the St. Louis Blues. Again, losing Jack Hughes in that game. And it doesn't look like he'll be available tomorrow at the United Center with the Hawks host New Jersey. There were 15 games going on tonight. We'll only get to a couple, and we'll start in Edmonton. Puck was never frozen. In the front, O'Reilly for the hat trick! Ryan O'Reilly with the hat trick! 5-2 Preds. That's Max Herz stepping in for Pete Weber of the Nashville Predators radio call as uh, the Predators hand the Edmonton Oilers their seventh loss of the season. Edmonton 2-7-1 out of the gate. It's been a rough start for them. Uh, Let's go to Arizona. Lowry fighting off a couple of checks. Now for Appleton. Back to the line for Dylan moving in. Shooting. He scores! Brendan Dylan with a rocket off the post and in. His second goal of the afternoon. Dan Robertson of TSN as the Winnipeg Jets take down the Arizona Coyotes 5-3. Other game I wanted to mention. Detroit Red Wings come back and beat the Boston Bruins 5-4. As Detroit continues to stay pretty hot, they hand Boston their first regulation loss of the season. Blackhawks hockey has been sponsored by Sitgo. You start with Sitgo, you're good to go. United Airlines, your Chicago and Northwest Indiana Hyundai dealers. Plumbers 911 Chicago, where they do it right the first time, and Northwestern Medicine. Big thanks to all the help back at the WGN studios, our buddy Sammy Martino, back helping us out, and Brett Jackson, the captain 
leading the way at engineer. Ricardo Betancourt was our engineer tonight. Jack Heinrich was in the Blackhawks locker room. And John Weideman and Troy Murray had the call here at the United Center. Again, the Hawks take down the Florida Panthers 5-2 from the United Center. Next broadcast tomorrow night as they host the New Jersey Devils. Ron Brown has your news next. After that, it's Steve and Johnny. I'm Joe Brand. Have a great rest of your Saturday night, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You've been listening to Chicago Blackhawks Hockey on Blackhawks Radio, 720 WGN. Streaming on WGNRadio.com and smart devices everywhere.